0: You're listening to Good on Paper, a bookish podcast. I'm Jenny.
1: And I'm Rachel.
0: Join us as we journey together into the land of fiction, where the men are brave, the quests are epic, and everything is better on paper. Hi, everyone! Hello! We are back, and today we're going to be talking about writing rules and when or why you should break them we're not gonna be discussing all writing rules but just a few of the more controversial rules that it's a little up in the air about whether you should follow them or not you know mm-hmm. sometimes you might want to sometimes you might not so let's dive in and get started
1: yeah I googled a bunch of different writing rules I, I googled just like some writing rules and then some that were just like breakable or ridiculous or whatever Um, And some of these are my own opinion that they should be broken. Um, (laughs) So let's go through the list and see what we think of each of them. So the first one, and this is a pretty old school writing rule that I think most people have heard of, but it's never open with the weather. So Mm -hmm. never have your opening scene start describing the weather.
0: Which is interesting that it is an old school writing rule, because most books of like, you know, 1800s, 1700s, I think did this. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
1: start with
0: the weather. <laughs> they really do. Yeah. Yep.
1: And I agree with that
0: why that rule came about is because, you know, these masters of literature did it, right, in the classics. Mm-hmm. And then people read the classics. And I'm thinking, I don't know, it's the 50s or something now. And people are reading these classics. And then you yeah. get all these writers who are newer to the craft or maybe not that great. And they're like, oh, I'm going to start with the weather. But when they do mm-hmm. it... And then also books back in the day I think were a little more slower paced so I think in the 1800s you could get away with that Mm -hmm. today you know you are not Jane Austen you are not Tolstoy you are not Dickens um so you probably shouldn't start with the weather unless you have a very good reason of doing so which I can definitely think of some
1: examples where you might want to yeah I feel like for the the most part it seems like a lot of in a lot of ways, writers or readers back then, you described so much more. You set up the scene. What was the weather like? And now readers are expected to to kind of just know. Like you mm-hmm. don't, they don't spend as much time describing things. You don't spend ta- time talking about what the what. Most time, you even know what the weather is in a scene. So yeah. it's interesting because then, like, they set up everything for you in the scene, and then now it's like we just assume the reader knows the basic mm-hmm. stuff, and we just skip to the meat of the story. Yeah, which I kind of like because it's faster.
0: But yeah, it's all action. And I think it it depends. So if you are third grader, it was a very sunny day in blah, blah, blah. And the sky was blue. blah. blah. So that is that's why that rule is there because people do write like that sometimes, you know what I mean? A lot of times it's younger Mm -hmm. kids or new writers, you know, they all start with it was Mm -hmm. warm that day. But now if you are writing Wuthering Heights, and you want to start with the description of the fog on the moor that's a good example mm-hmm. of when to start yeah. with the weather because in a book like wuthering heights i don't i don't think it starts out like that i don't remember how it starts but mm-hmm. if you're writing something like that where the location and the weather played is basically a main character in the story it plays such a big role yeah. you know because the moors and the fog is a huge yeah. role in wuthering heights you know it makes mm-hmm. sense to start with it because it is yeah. important to the story And it's like
1: the central theme. -hmm. Or even like if you're writing a pirate story and you want to start out talking about a storm and the way the, you know, the ocean is twisting and turning and stuff, Mm -hmm. because you're setting up this really big opening moment, that would make sense. But if you're just telling us that it's nice outside or that happens to be raining today, if Mm -hmm. it doesn't set up the story in some way, it's probably not a great way to start the story. But if it does set up the story, then yeah, it makes sense.
0: Yeah, because the pirates you could be having that storm because you want to show how they deal with the storm. Mm -hmm. You can say that it's a nice day because maybe that opening chapter ends up being the worst day in the life of that character. And you know, Mm -hmm. you're juxtaposing the fact that it was a nice day Yeah. and why did it have to be such a nice day? Now it's ruined. So if you're doing it for a reason, I think it's fine, but it really doesn't make sense as a rule. I mean, they should just say, don't put in unnecessary stuff that, yeah. doesn't bother your story. Not, yeah. Don't start
1: with the weather. I mean. Yeah. Like, like just the, the rule should be no boring beginnings. Yeah. End of story. <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> yeah. 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 Because if the weather is important and interesting in your story, mm-hmm. then go ahead and start with it. Like. Yeah. Or important and interesting in that opening scene. I would yes.
1: say. Yeah. 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 100%. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> so okay. um, moving on to the next rule. The second one is one I'm sure a lot of us have heard, and it's Avoid Prologues, mm. which is a dicey one. People have different opinions about that. Oh, yeah. This one gets heated. Yeah. So I, I personally prologues. don't have a problem. Yeah, that.
0: I really love prologues. I feel like... Well, because in movies, do prologues all the time. They have like their little they like do. short shot, and then the credits mm. will roll. Mm. You know? Like, I would say so the only time what Uh, no you go ahead
1: (laughs) no i was just gonna say the only time i don't think i like it is when if you're gonna give like an info dump via a prologue like you're gonna set up the entire world via a prologue i'm like i'm not listening the only time that works is in a movie because i can see it Mm -hmm. yeah you
0: know and i was about to say the exact same thing (laughs) and once again this is not the rule really just should be don't write badly because Yeah, if you're writing a prologue, and you're just info dumping in it, and you're giving us all this unnecessary information that we don't need to know, Mm -hmm. then no, you shouldn't write a prologue. But if you write a good prologue, then you should write a prologue. Yeah. This is probably the most confusing thing for all writers everywhere, but that really is, I guess, writing rules. I feel like...
1: Actually, a good example to me is uh, the first Lord of the Rings movie has a prologue where they set up the world of Lord of the Rings and they set up the history, which makes sense for a movie because they skip out on so much of the meat in the movie Mm -hmm. from the book. But I would never do that in a book because it would just be so dry and boring. However, the prologue of the third movie is Gollum's origin story where he Mm -hmm. finds the ring and he commits murder. That's a great prologue to write in a book because it introduces an interesting character. It's kind of jarring. It's different. It sets you right into the world. You want to know what's going on. That would be fine in a book, but just giving an info dump doesn't make sense as a prologue for a book. Yeah.
0: Well, my favorite kind of prologues are one that take a side character who Mm -hmm. probably never comes back in the book or maybe does, but as a side character and it takes an event That ends up being crucial to the story, like, you know, Mm -hmm. by the midpoint or later. So we have, so an example I'm thinking of is in the first Game of Thrones, we start with this random knight who goes into um, the north where all those like creepy frozen people or like those dead people are walking around. Anyway, they're basically zombies. Uh (laughs) It's a zombie movie. So he goes in. And they all get killed by those things. And then the whole central theme of the book is these walkers are spreading throughout. So this is kind of like a catalyst. But So we have that prologue and then we just leave it there. We never come back to it. And we go on to the happy Stark's life.
1: You know, Mm -hmm. we go to the
0: Shire. We go to wherever. So you as a reader get a taste of, oh, something bad Mm -hmm. is coming. Yeah, and you just tease them with it, and then you go to everybody's normal, happy life, frolicking yeah. the of side, and they don't know it's about to hit them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like that to me, that is when you should do a prologue. Like, yeah, if if you've got like kind of yeah. a good thing that you can do there, and I always yeah. really like it when prologues have like a character, like so like Gollum, like who's not like mm-hmm. a main main character. You know yeah. what I mean?
1: or if you do single pov for the book but the first the prologue is in the pov of the person that never gets a pov later in the book oh, so you you good. at least get to set up their like their headspace and then you go into the mm-hmm. book and they never have a pov again that would make sense to me or another kind of prologue that i really like well i don't know if it's called a
0: prologue so it's in the book i'm reading right now so these books work well for like a narrative style so first person like old fashioned feel so the one i'm reading is the the secrets of heartwood hall so Mm -hmm. it's like a gothic in the style of jane Eyre or something so it's a narrative it's somebody's telling what happened to me at heartwood hall so it starts off with her reminiscing about these are the things i will never forget about heartwood hall and then it goes into all this dark like this person whispering over here and the sound of gunshots Mm -hmm. and blah 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 and then you move on and it starts at the beginning. So sometimes it's nice if you're doing a very kind of like narrative old fashioned mm-hmm. kind of book yeah. to start with like the person who's telling the story, like, like their little reminisce and then you start at the yeah. beginning with them.
1: That's yeah. another
0: way i yeah. like to read them.
1: Yeah. That reminds me of the beginning of Twilight, which is it a prologue or is it a preface when I do, do that? Where yeah, I the beginning a- of Twilight starts with the, a moment she has at the end of the book it's just set in the beginning and you don't know what it's about yeah yeah
0: yeah that's always really well done too or it can be really well done it's very good when it's well done that's what I I think
1: all of these rules can be broken when they're well done and when they're not well done then yeah yeah but then
0: it's like, well, how do you know when you're doing? That is the hard part about writing: is mm. when is it well done and when is it not? Because yeah. you, know, you really can't tell like, if it's your. And own I think writing, that's
1: where reading a lot and watching a lot you learn. Mm-hmm. Based yeah. on what you see, you're like, oh, okay, that example was good, and that example was bad. I understand Maybe now bad. why that one was bad. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, you can't learn to write from these rules because they mm-hmm. really don't make sense. The only rule in writing is you need to write bad, and you need to not or. <laughs> 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 you need to write that. No, the only rule in writing is you need to write well and you shouldn't write bad. Yeah, that's that's it. it. You can do whatever yeah. you want as long as you write well and you can't yeah. do anything if you're writing badly. Yeah, like
1: 100%. <laughs> that. That's the, there you go. That's the summary of this episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, OK, here's a really basic one that I know we all feel this way, but I often feel like we overdo it. Never use the word suddenly. Yeah. Listen, sometimes it's the word that makes sense. hmm
0: Like, I, I get think, that it's
1: overused, but if you don't overuse it, it's actually an appropriate word to use. Yeah.
0: yeah. And if you start a sentence off with suddenly, I feel like that's when it gets a little dicey, especially if you're doing it a lot. Mm-hmm. Suddenly. Yes. Like, but if you're saying, if it's used in the middle of a sentence, or, you know, there's more elegant ways of phrasing something, yeah. or narrating something, having your main character narrate, yeah. than just saying... Suddenly, which it's hard. I get it. Like that honestly, the part in my one book that I've been working on forever that is like the worst part, and it's like ingrained in my mind is when she is picking, she's foraging in the forest, and all of a sudden, suddenly, um, Mm. three horsemen ride through. I'm always like, How do I get this to like happen suddenly? Yeah. Like, how do I say that? Like she's picking fun and then like a loud yeah.
1: crash is heard in the, like, how do you say Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, my I totally God. understand. Yeah. I feel like yeah. if you use it sparingly, I feel like it's a perfectly appropriate word to use because mm-hmm. sometimes, yeah, you could be more creative about it, but sometimes it's like, listen, man, this part of the story does not call yeah. for a long descriptive scene yeah. or something to explain the suddenly. Like, let's just say suddenly. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Because sometimes people do suddenly do things or things suddenly mm-hmm. happen and that's just what happens. Yeah. You know?
1: mm-hmm. so. <laughs> yeah. That one's a pretty simple one, but um, okay. This one, avoid detailed descriptions. This is definitely, I think, a preference one.
0: Yeah, because it, it depends on what you're writing. If you are writing a really action-heavy book, then yes, but if you're yeah. writing something that's slower and then it depends on what you're describing mm-hmm. like is it something that's important to the story yeah. are we seeing it through the character's eyes so when you're describing it are we getting information about the character and how they see the world
1: mm. you know yeah
0: so yeah like if a character is looking at a river Again, I think I'm going to take another example from Game of Thrones, because I think that's because I read those books when I was writing a lot and learning a lot about writing craft. And I would just notice the way mm. he did things. I was like, that's really good. So another one yeah. I noticed is they're riding along and I don't even remember what character this is, but he sees a like a stream winding by. And so we get the description of the stream But we're also getting the way he feels about the stream, a certain memory that happened there with his older Mm -hmm. brother that he doesn't really like with the stream or it's probably not his older brother. I think I know which character I'm thinking of and I don't think it's that, but it's something along those lines. So, you know, so Mm -hmm. yes, you're getting the description of the stream and then they go into town and you're getting the description of the town. But within the description is mingled how this character views these things Things that have happened to him in his past. And how that affects his relationship with other characters. So, and, you know, I was reading that description for maybe like two pages. They're just writing along, describing stuff. But it was integral to the plot and to the character Mm. development of the story. Yeah. Yeah. So in that case, yes, you should do lengthy descriptions. But you shouldn't do a lengthy description of just an object that has no meaning whatsoever. Yeah the character or the story Mm
1: -hmm. you know yeah I think you have to trust the readers a little bit that they can imagine the Mm -hmm. gist of what you're talking about and remember that no matter how perfectly you describe it somebody will imagine it incorrectly based on your description like you could say that this character looks this way and they will still imagine them differently than the way you described them because once it's in your mind it's just Mm -hmm. in your mind yeah so it's kind of like you know so it's not like don't describe things it's just I would say don't waste a lot of real estate on the page on a mm-hmm. description, especially like you said, if it's not integral to the story, like if they're not going to be in that place ever again, or if yeah. it's not a place we're really going to remember, why do we need to know what it looks like? Or yeah. if it's like, like if I'd say that my characters are going to go into a Walmart, I'm not going to tell you what a Walmart looks like. Cause you know what a Walmart looks like, you know, Exactly. but exactly. this house yeah. you've never been to before. Yeah. I might tell you what it looks like. And mm-hmm. I also have read that you should not have your character describe themselves physically by looking in the mirror i hate when that. because are it's like there's so the many board. more creative ways to do it like yeah you know i like to personally i like to put like character descriptions along with actions like she drew her it. blonde hair up into mm-hmm. a ponytail you know yeah. like there you go now the reader knows she has blonde hair congratulations yeah. you don't need to spend 10 minutes telling me what kind of blonde it is or whatever you know
0: And you really don't need to, when it comes to character descriptions, um, instead of saying, going through a whole paragraph of the laundry list of what they look Mm -hmm. like, sprinkle in, you know, the hair, probably the eye colors, and then maybe like one other distinguishing feature. And if it's a side character, you can even just do like one distinguishing feature because, and then you let the reader paint the rest of the picture. So Mm -hmm. I might do the hair color at one point, eye color another point, and then... Uh, from first meeting a character, I might do something like they have a really big hooked nose. Yeah. Like that one detail or something about the way they walk or like just mm. something just yeah. so that the reader gets like a good like one thing to like anchor the character on in their mind. And they'll fill in the rest. Like don't say, yeah. okay, their nose looks like this. Their mouth looks like this. Their eyes look like this. They wore this clothes. Yes. Their body type was this. Like your reader Especially will fill in
1: the rest especially if it's a side character and you're not going to see them all the time, you really need to give them one distinguishing feature so they can remember which character that was. Yes. Like, you know, like for one of my characters, I was like, listen, she has brown hair and brown eyes, but the thing you need to know is she always dresses professionally. There you go. That's Mm -hmm. the thing that sets her apart from the other seven characters in the room, because they all start to look the same to the reader Mm -hmm. if you don't set them apart. Um, But I would agree just like the few basic things that like like it, like if the police were looking for you, mm-hmm. they would have like four description descriptors of you. Those are the things your reader needs to know. They can yeah. fill in the blanks. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And you don't have to give it all at one time. Like spread yeah. it out. Like you do not have mm-hmm. to go through the hair, the eyes, and their freckles yeah. at the same time. You can like kind of sprinkle it. Yeah. But yeah, because doing that mirror thing, I will tell you guys, there have <laughs> been so many books i have looked at the free sample on kindle for
1: mm-hmm.
0: and i I think okay i just did like one of those big like free book giveaways they had one and it was like so this i'm like how did i come up with so many examples of this but there was one day where i was going through and looking at all the free books and yeah. i would go on i clicked on like their first pages and there was at yeah. least 10 on the very first page oh, wow character looks in the Mirror. I mean, wow. this is a free book giveaway, and a lot mm-hmm. of times the books that are given away for free are like not the greatest. Yeah, um, yeah. And the main character is like looking in the mirror and like mm-hmm. describing themselves. And I was like, nope. Okay, this is what I don't need to get. Oh my gosh. Free. Like, <laughs> so yeah, that that is definitely a big one. Yeah. Like people do notice that, and yeah, they don't
1: that's like that. my my biggest pet peeve that I see in books all the time, it makes me cringe every time. Is It'll be like walking, running, riding, whatever. It'll be like, it felt like hours, but was probably only minutes. And I'm like, the number of times I've heard that cliche sentence written. And I'm like, I hate it because I'm like, there's such a better way to say this. Like, seriously, this is literally the same phrasing I read in the book yesterday. I don't know why it bugs me so much. I know it's not a big (laughs) deal, but it bugs me. (laughs) It's once you start noticing it. Yes, And then like,
0: cause yeah. you know, the one that's really popular though, I never noticed this before either, but mm-hmm. the one that people are always making fun of is she let out a breath. She didn't realize she was holding. Oh. <laughs> people <laughs> make so much that. fun of that one. It's like, I'm writing YA, but I'm not putting that sentence in there. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Just like rescued. all YA books do that. <laughs>
1: whenever somebody, um, and I promise I'll get to the next rule, but it's one more. Uh, whenever somebody writes that somebody growled, And everyone gets mad because they're like, oh, do you, do people don't really growl? And I'm like, my boss, my, one of my, one of my former bosses read my book and he comes up to me and he goes, I don't understand, Rachel. He goes, she growled and then she snarled. Like, what do people really do that? And I was like, oh, make me mad, Bob. Make me mad, Bob, and I will. I growl (laughs) and I snarl. I kid you not, regularly, I do. So it is a human thing to do.
0: I think that's, again, one of those. It should be used sparingly for, like, a certain kind of character. Like, if all your characters are doing it, I would say no. But, like, you know, if you have, like, a really gruff, grumpy boss type character. Yeah. Like, then maybe he growls. Or, like, maybe, like, there's this one girl who's always, like, hangry in your book. Like, (laughs) that could be her thing. You know, she's growling. I don't know. You know, like, when she gets hangry,
1: like, she's like a feral animal almost. Oh, my gosh. I love that. (laughs) That's awesome. Okay. Uh next one is not to have any inessential words. Well, in, but now that is a really tricky one because what's inessential? Like what is essential and what is not? And Who's the judge of that? Like I think that depends on the reader and the writer, yeah. Yeah. Cuz some yeah. people some
0: people write very sparse, short sentences mm-hmm. like short words not you know and that's their style so it depends on your style so yeah. I would say don't include any inessential words for your particular style so you have to know what your mm. style is and then you can yeah. see because I have a generally wordier style but when I go through an edit I'm like okay I don't need that word I don't need that word I don't need that yeah. word but some words okay maybe I don't really need but like it, it, it's the flow it's like the cadence mm-hmm. and like how I yeah. write you know, yeah.
1: So I agree. Like, there's like there was a sentence I was writing earlier. It was something like she was gonna set this down on the ground, and I thought, no, 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 no. We don't need down. She just set it on the ground. Mm-hmm. Who says down on the ground? She just set it yeah, on the ground. Exactly. Like it doesn't seem like a big those, deal, but yeah. it is. Or those like kinds of things to, I think in the D yes. and stuff
0: like that. Those. Oh my most gosh. Of the time,
1: go. Another one for me. Mm-hmm. I know this is a personal preference, but. When people write the correct grammar all the time. Like they say that this person was going to go to the movies. Or, um, oh, I would like to have this. Instead of saying I'd like to oh, have this. no
0: contractions? Like yes. in dialogue or in narration?
1: Especially both, in I dialogue. Guess. In narration it bugs yeah. me a little bit. Especially in dialogue. I'm like, who says I would like to have an ice cream? Nobody says yeah, see, that. To me...
0: That's just bad dialogue. <laughs> like, yeah. That's I'm like, not this not how slows it down.
1: Talk. Yeah. yeah.
0: Unless you're writing yeah. like historical fiction, but even then I would caution you pick up a Jane Austen mm-hmm. book. They're always saying this thing that is something like ain't instead of saying are not it's a and. T. It is is so mm-hmm. common. And granted it's more characters like Lydia who says stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I also don't like when you're reading a Regency And, like, the language is very stiff. I'm like, okay, people didn't just talk grammatically. Yeah. Like, they just think, oh, if I just use very grammatic proper English, it will sound like, you know, the early 1800s. Yeah. Yeah. No. Go read Jane Austen. Mm -hmm. See how they talk. Like, they used Mm -hmm. contractions. They did all this kind of thing. Yeah. Um,
1: Yeah. But, yeah, bad dialogue, That that is a big one. (laughs) Like (laughs) That is. And I read it all the time. I'm like, oh, that just sounds... (laughs) You just made the whole interaction stiff because who would really mm-hmm. say it that way? you know, yeah. yeah, so yeah, I would say, as far as inessential words, it depends on what kind of words we're talking about. But if it affects your flow, I say you can keep it mm-hmm. but if it if it's if it slows it down or if it feels unnatural, it should go. Yeah, yeah, um, and the other one is like polar opposite, Don't write incomplete sentences
0: oh yeah see that's like for essay writing you can do that <coughs> for like dramatic emphasis people do that all the time
1: and I think too it it depends on what decade we're talking about because I think it's only been like somewhat more recently that it it's is. been more a thing to write purposely to incomplete sentences yeah like it's like you don't just write a sentence you have to parcel it out so that it gets mm-hmm. the right like almost emphasis on each part Yeah, kind of thing like it's a style now and i feel like it didn't used it to is. be a style yeah
0: and like having things on one line like an incomplete sentence
1: mm-hmm.
0: and like yeah. or like a bunch of sentences each on their own line like that yeah. is definitely a modern style but yeah that's how you write these days and you should write yeah. like that i mean unless mm-hmm. you're doing something vastly different than yeah but i would say yeah. that you want to do those things in your writing now like i would say
1: in. i would say to um do it sparingly, like not don't do it constantly. Cause you want it to have yeah. emphasis at the right exactly. moment. Yeah. So if you're doing it all the time, it kind of loses value versus like, you know, if you're trying to have this flirtatious moment between two characters for her to have to like have an incomplete sentence of, um, and then he looked at me or whatever, and you have it on its own line. It's an incomplete mm-hmm. sentence. That's fine. Cause you're trying to make a point of mm-hmm. this is a big deal or whatever. But if it's constantly mm-hmm. all the time, then it just kind of loses the, the point of it
0: yeah it does yeah. yeah because it's for dramatic emphasis yeah dramatic and emphasis so you can't do it all the
1: time
0: <laughs> like, yeah <your> emphasis <laughs> can't some... be all the time and neither can yeah. drama <laughs> like,
1: mm-hmm. it needs oh, to like, stick I've seen out people I've seen people do all of these things um but like you said I feel like it's just kind of bad writing yeah. or maybe they just have it they haven't played around enough and figured it out yet yeah 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 Okay. Um, Again,
0: guys, moral of the story don't write bad. (coughs) (laughs) Or badly, I should say, don't write badly. But again, this is how people talk. We don't speak grammatically correct all the time. There's vernacular English and then there's written English. Yeah. Then again, you do not want to write dialogue exactly as people talk because that's a big no no either. You should read a lot of books and see how dialogue is written. Yes. And go with that because there's kind of a middle ground with the way people actually talk, what's Mm -hmm. grammatically correct, and then what is, like, the dialogue format Mm -hmm. kind of for books and how a realistic character of today speaks or a realistic character of the past speaks. I mean, there's a way to do it and there's a style.
1: Yeah. Totally. 100% agree. But definitely read books. That will help you learn a lot of things. Um, Okay. Two more All adverbs and adjectives are unnecessary. And I mean, I wouldn't say that people think this, like, all adverbs and adjectives are unnecessary, but people have a lot of beef with adverbs and adjectives.
0: Oh, yeah. And I would say probably, like, the adverbs more so. Because those are, like, the lee words, right? Now I sound like Mm -hmm. a total disgrace to my profession. But an adverb is, like, the lee words, like, quietly. Yes. Softly. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah.
0: Adverbs are, like... (laughs)
1: <laughs> people yeah. get
0: really heated about adverbs. They do. I think, you know, you know who I think started that. I think it was Stephen King. Stephen King's mm. style is not to use adverbs, so he doesn't like them. Oh. And he said that. But like people, like J.K. Rowling, use them all the time. Yeah, and that works with her style. Mm-hmm. And granted, she doesn't like overdo it you know yeah like if you're overdoing it then but then that's bad writing that's not a case of exactly
1: using adverbs it's just you being a bad writer like yeah I don't think because I had somebody tell me from a place I think they were trying to be helpful but they took the liberty of looking through my first chapter of my first book and told me all the times that the adverbs should have been removed and I was like just because you have beef with them doesn't mean I have mm-hmm. beef with them. I happen to like the flow they gave this particular sentence because of the cadence yeah. that it has now. Otherwise, it would just be this really stilted, short sentence that just kind mm-hmm. of feels wrong. So I like, like it. It's either yeah. just don't do it badly. Just don't do it too much and you're fine. But there's it's a personal preference. If it suits your style to use adverbs, use adverbs. If it doesn't, yeah. then don't. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, and, you know, when Stephen King said that, I don't know. I'm sure he uses adverbs occasionally, but I think it's his personal style. Although, yeah. for all I know, it's not even Stephen King who said this. It might be another writer, but let's just <laughs> pretend it's Stephen King for now. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he might not use them a lot. And he's probably thinking of, like, you know, third grade stories. Okay. Yeah. He said softly. Uh, Would you like to go to the store? He yeah. said, blah, blah. You know, and, and that does happen in a lot of like newer yeah. inexperienced young whatever writers
1: yeah you know
0: but yeah an adverb handled with skill mm-hmm. absolutely fine yeah you know?
1: like saying that they said
0: it's <laughs> no go ahead um and I think people heard that and now they think that you can absolutely have no adverbs in all you know 50,000 yeah. words of your book can't not one of them can be a single yep. adverb which that's not the point of the writing rule. Like, yeah. I, <laughs> I
1: don't think even you think that that no i don't think that's no nothing they probably somebody just pulled that one quote and then started living by it and so it became a thing but i think it like like you said like if it says like oh she said this said soft she said softly yeah that sounds really silly but if like it's you know you know yeah. okay he whispered tenderly like it can it yeah. can portray the emotions of the scene versus just you know the way it sounded you know we have one last one and this is probably the most controversial one that there was on the list
0: oh,
1: no. and i don't i don't know what you're gonna think about it but uh it's show don't tell oh
0: yeah yeah that that is a controversial one and for good reason because sometimes you can't, you can't show all the time. That's the problem with that rule. It's a great rule, but you cannot be showing all the time. Sometimes you have to tell because there is not enough room or attention span of the reader to show every little thing that happens. Sometimes you need to tell that one thing happened, but that you should be, I think when people say that they mean your book should be Mainly the actual action that's important to the story. Mm. So we start a chapter and we start right in the scene that is important. We don't start with what they had for breakfast that day. We start right when the action's going. And then we go through that scene and it's all action. And for the most part, it's showing. But sometimes Mm -hmm. you're going to need to tell. You're going to need to throw a backstory sentence or maybe a paragraph like here or there. Mm -hmm. But you don't want to show that. Sometimes you need to just tell that and move
1: on with the juicy stuff. You know, yeah, uh huh. I 100% agree. I think it's one of those things where the catchy phrase catches on, sure, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't really expand and tell you what that truly means. Because, like, yeah, there are moments where you shouldn't tell me she's sad right now, she should Mm -hmm. look sad. I should see how she's reacting to this moment Mm -hmm. or whatever. But then there are also moments where I yeah, I actually need a an inner monologue to tell me how she feels right now because I don't mm-hmm. know how she feels right now. I need her to tell me that. Yeah. But then like yeah. with this new series I've been writing, I keep telling myself, because I read a book recently that was so good. It was um Oh The Off Limits Rule by Sarah Adams. It was really, okay. really good. It's a rom com. And I really liked the balance of funny and romance, and like the inner monologues were always interesting to listen to. Mm-hmm. And if they there wasn't anything where i was like skimming it mm-hmm. and i was like that's what i need to do with this if it's not adding comedic relief or cuz mm-hmm. a lot of rom-coms is comedic relief in the inner yeah. monologue or if it's not telling me additional information i didn't know it shouldn't mm-hmm. be there don't repeat things yeah. don't waste the reader's time i feel like that's more the point with show don't tell is don't don't let don't leave things in there that are unnecessary that could be shown better than they're being told so with show don't tell i feel like it makes sense when you think about like you've said just don't do bad writing Mm -hmm. yeah just think about whether it's valuable or not yeah yeah
0: and that really is and I think what you said about it's just a catchy phrase show don't tell Mm -hmm. it really is because now I'm thinking I'm pretty sure with Stephen King and I'm pretty sure what he actually said was the road to hell is paved with adverbs that says nothing about don't ever use them
1: it's yeah. just saying that if you're
0: throwing out a bunch of adverbs, you know, that's well on the road to bad writing. Yes. You know, but that people. some people have taken that so literally. Mm. If you use a single adverb in your book, mm. they lose their minds. I mean, just, yeah. You know, and Now then, yeah. you say she said softly. Well, maybe you could say she whispered that might be better. But sometimes yeah. said softly might work better. And then the example yeah. you gave, he whispered tenderly. That's different because we know that he's whispering, but now we know that the whisper is tender. Like, yeah, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. you do need it. Yeah. And somebody would say, Well, we should know that it's tender from the words. Well, okay. Yeah. And sometimes we do, but it's so, you know. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. And I feel like especially newer writers or younger writers, like the moral of the story to those people I want to say is like, no rule is a hard and fast rule. Really just the recommendation is read a lot. And go with your intuition. Is it working the way you're doing it right now? Is that really necessary, that word or that sentence or whatever? And go with what sounds actually the best.
0: Yeah. 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 So, well, sorry, it is not easy, but <laughs> such is life.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is true. And you guys, you, if you signed up to be a writer, like, certainly not going to be easy. Sorry to tell you this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Uh, let us know.
0: Which of these rules you agree with, if there is any others that you either agree or disagree with, um, you can mm-hmm. let us know in the comments on the YouTube video. Or if you're listening on a podcast, you can always head over to our Instagram page and you can message yeah. us on the topic if you have more to say about it. Or you can comment if we have a post about it.
1: Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's what we have for you today. Um, yeah. And as always, if you guys have other things you want us to talk about, please let us know in the comments or on Instagram or somewhere so that we can create content you guys are excited about.
0: Yeah. Well, we will see you next week.
1: Bye, guys. Bye. Hey, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, We hope you enjoyed it and tune in next week for another episode. And if you enjoyed it, please consider leaving a review so that other people can find us and we will see you in the future. Bye!